G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. David Robertson is back with us. He's the director of the Ask Project with Sydney Anglicans. Been thinking through issues around the way that many of our state governments have been moving to outlaw what is called conversion therapy. David Robertson, a special welcome back to 2020. It is a privilege to be with you as always. I'm having my coffee and I'm thinking in my head just now, to be honest, I wonder if you can interview the rocket scientist without saying it's not rocket science. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be possible. I won't be able to resist no. it. Uh, you know, we'll be talking rocket science and, uh, you know, he is a genuine rocket scientist. We don't get too many opportunities for that sort of conversation, so it's going to be a good one. Hey, uh, yeah. it, maybe it's not rocket science to talk about what we're talking about today, uh, conversion therapy, David. Um it's been legislated in a number of states and territories, and uh, it is on people's minds. We have been talking about it politically and the ramifications of that now over a number of years. You've been reflecting pretty deeply on this this past week. Yeah, so, I mean, the, when you say the words conversion therapy, it's, they're like buzzwords. People react in different ways. So I think just maybe to begin with, I, I could explain why this is so important. Um, it, it's a it's an astonishing thing that Tasmania, Victoria, New South Wales after the election, this will come up. It will be a big issue. Um, you'd think what, what Queensland, um, back in my country, Scotland, it's going to be a it's a big issue in the election for the first minister there just now. And you say, well, hang on a minute, what, what's this about conversion therapy? So when you hear conversion therapy, it can mean many different things. So people, when they hear conversion therapy, they think things like electrodes, you know, electrocuting people or brainwashing or some kind of manipulation to try and change someone's, particularly sexuality is the main issue that people are concerned about. Now, first of all, a lot of that is already illegal and doesn't happen. So conversion therapy, it's intriguing. It, you, why is this so high up on the political scale when it's such, if it exists at all, it's such a relatively minor thing. And I think there are various reasons. One, politicians, it, it, they virtue signal, it makes them, they think it makes them look good. But the people who are really pushing it are pushing it, not because they want to ban stuff that all of us want to ban. It's because they use conversion therapy as a reason to silence people and ban doctrine. So let me just quote you uh, from the Scottish White Paper, which is similar to Tasmania, that I... I wrote about the Tasmanian one um, for the Australian Presbyterians, and there's a series of articles I wrote for that. So they, they will make it Ill illegal to change or suppress or inhibit anyone's sexuality, sex, gender, or whatever. Now, if you stop and you think about that for a minute, first of all, it doesn't make any sense. Anyone's sex, you know, any sexuality. There are sexualities I think a lot most people would think would be wrong. But can you imagine one of the consequences of this would be uh, if a man says to his 14-year-old son, no, son, you, you can't go 
to a, a gay nightclub or whatever. Or uh, uh, a woman said to her six-year-old daughter, no, I'm sorry, but you're not going to dress up in boys' clothes and go change your name and go to school with a changed name. You would be breaking the law. In fact, as, as that white paper stands, it, repressing or inhibiting any form of sexuality, myself standing up in a pulpit and saying it's a really bad idea to sleep with someone before you get married, whether you're heterosexual or homosexual, that would be suppressing or inhibiting someone's sexuality. I would be breaking the law for teaching what the Bible says. So it's an astonishing thing, and it's a very dangerous thing. You know, before our conversation today, I thought I'll just check on those sorts of methods that are being legislated, and uh, you might agree here, but none of these things are actually uh, presented as cases uh, why this sorts of uh, legislation is being uh, adopted. But, um, you know, and you mentioned a lot of these things are already illegal. So beatings, all right? <laughs> so if yeah. we decided well, to illegal. beat each other, well, that's illegal. Uh, rape, well, that's yeah. illegal. Electrocution, yeah. uh, that's illegal. Forced medication, uh, that's illegal. Confinement, yeah. uh, that's illegal. Forced nudity, verbal abuse, aversion therapy, and then uh, some extreme things uh, that are mentioned. Uh, lobotomy, as uh, you're talking about uh, you know, uh, uh, operations, uh, castration, uh, and all sorts yeah. of issues around those sorts of things. The big challenge here, David, uh, is that Christian prayer gets grouped with those abhorrent practices. That's the thing I yeah. think that we get concerned about. Well, not just Christian prayer. Um, it, it is the in a school, for example, if a school, if a Christian school were to teach that celibacy was a good idea outside of marriage, that would be illegal under these laws. It could be. See, that's the problem is the problem is they're so ill-defined. So I keep asking people who want to push these laws, what do you mean by conversion therapy and what do you actually want to ban that is currently taking place? That's the key issue. What do you want to ban that's currently taking place? So when you lump everything together and you say, well, you know, conversion therapy is being opposed to rape. Well, yeah, well, duh, we're all going to be that. Yeah. But does that mean is rape the same as somebody saying sex before marriage isn't a good idea? No, of course not. But nonetheless, they all get lumped together. And that's a, I mean, it's a fascinating thing why, you, you know, I asked for evidence, like the Tasmanian one, they couldn't find any evidence at all of conversion therapy going on. They, they cited some things from the past. They cited unattributed testimonies from individuals who basically saying, well, I felt really bad in this church. Um, all of this, by the way, is against the church. Um, it's, far, it's funny, you know, you mentioned lobotomy. <laughs> um, I just got banned from Twitter for a while or suspended because in discussing uh, issues of transgender, I questioned, uh, I, I said that there were two genders, male and female, and basically I got banned for that. But um, it was funny, what someone didn't get banned, they said that was because, because I was a Christian, clearly I was mentally ill and I needed a lobotomy. Now, so this, funny. The, the hypocrisy that of that of is incredible, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, I've had I've had people call yeah. in on a talkback radio program and saying, uh, you know, are you ready for this? Uh, when Christians are actually considered to have a mental illness because they hold to a position mm -hmm. uh, which is a biblical truth foundation, so <laughs> very challenging. So, 
When we talk about how Christians think about this, uh, it's pretty obvious what you're explaining and uh, other conversations we've had around this, that Christians do have a target on them because there's no other reason why uh, Christian prayer, Christian counselling, what's preached from the pulpit might actually be outlawed. Any thoughts about that target we might have all on our backs? Oh, we are the target. Uh, there's, there's, there's no question. Conversion therapy is, is aimed specifically at Christian groups. And, you know, um, I've been in ministry for over 30 years. I've always had gay people, for example, in my congregation. I've never, ever sought to send them to have their sexuality changed. Um, I, what I've asked them to do is to live as Christians, you know, the same as I would heterosexual people, uh, to follow the Bible's teachings and so on. There are some Christians who uh, believe that you can change someone's sexuality. And by the way, people's sexuality does appear to change. There are people. So, for example, the, the singer of the, of the gay anthem, Sing If You're Glad to Be Gay, is now married to a woman. I, I think in a Christian terms of someone like Rosaria Butterfield, who wrote... Uh, a marvelous book, Tales of an Unlikely Convert, went from being a lesbian activist and lecturer in queer studies to being married to a Presbyterian minister uh, and having children and so on and, and changing very much completely. But my view is that I wouldn't, I don't think I, I would attempt to change someone's sexuality. What I would do is take a Uh, seek to get them to live in accordance with the word of God if they're Christians. And if they're not Christians, I would want them to come to Christ so that they would want to live as Christians. And under this conversion therapy law, um, if I went back to Scotland, I I believe if if the version of this that's currently being discussed in Scotland, if I went back to Scotland, I'd be going to jail. Uh, When I was down in Victoria and speaking at a conference, some young people came up to me and said, you are incredibly brave. And I said, why am I brave? And they said, that's illegal in Victoria to say what you said. Well, I didn't say anything particularly controversial. I said there were men and there were women. Uh, I said it was, you know, I, I upheld a Christian view of sex and sexuality and gender. Uh, I upheld Jesus's teaching. And I was told that it was against the law in uh, Tasmania. Now, technically, it probably isn't because you're allowed to say things from a pulpit. But in reality, because things get defined by harm, someone's going to say that harms me. And I'm more concerned about what goes on in schools. Um, I, I think schools are going to be bullied. This, this is an attempt to intimidate and bully the Christian church to prevent us from teaching Christian ethics. And th- th- that's the whole purpose of it. And I think it's absolutely appalling. And I think there are politicians, to be honest, and journalists, who are just basically ignorant. They don't know that, that that's what this is all about. Uh, and there's a sense in which I don't blame them. There's another sense in which I, I would ask them to think. I think there are some Christians in that category as well. And then there are other people who know exactly what they're doing. They know, they know exactly uh, what they are aiming at. And uh, we, we'll see how this goes. But, I mean, I would, I would urge your listeners to be, particularly those who are in New South Wales, to be diligent after the election and be aware of what's coming. There's an intimidation factor in the legislation because now it's the law. You're not supposed to hold to a Christian biblical foundation. And, of course, the Christian position, David, uh, abstinence outside of heterosexual marriage between a man and a woman. I guess Mm -hmm. that's a very simplistic but straightforward way of, of saying what a Christian position is. 
But when someone comes and says, I have an unwanted same-sex attraction, uh, and someone then offers to pray, um, you might align that with this concept of deliverance. Uh, in other words, you know, some people who think that there is a spirituality around a sexuality, and uh, that might be a debate to, to be able to have. But the way you approach uh, the the, the case of someone coming to you with unwanted same-sex attraction, that's going to be a crucial thing, isn't it, to obey the law yeah. and not actually be someone who's being civilly disobedient and uh, and pursuing what the Bible says. You've got to be obviously sensitive around that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would want to caution people to be extremely careful about uh, the whole deliverance uh, theology. I, I believe in demons, and I believe that people can be demon-possessed. But I think to equate uh, sexuality with demon possession is a very dangerous and unbiblical thing to do. Um, And I think it could be harmful. So I would caution people about that. However, the issue I would raise here is it's a fascinating one, the contradictions of our contemporary culture. Because we are told that the, the the shibboleth of our culture is choice. You should be free to choose. But those who are opposed to conversion therapy say that even consenting adults should not be free to choose conversion therapy. So you can choose to have an abortion. You can choose to kill your own child. You can choose to, in the womb, you can choose to change your gender. You can choose to be have physical mutilation because of that. You can choose lots and lots of different things. And yet you cannot choose to go and ask for prayer from a Christian because of unwanted, let's say, sexual desires, or if you, you've got transgender. So, for example, um, if you suffer from anorexia, and there are many people who do, and, and you know, anyone who's listening to this uh, show who suffers from anorexia, I would encourage you to receive, get professional help. But someone who suffers from anorexia thinks they're too fat. They may be as skinny as a rake, but they think they're too fat. What we do not do is encourage that belief. And we would not say to them, oh, you can't go and get therapy and help. If someone is uh, a a female, for example, and because of what they've seen on a YouTube channel and because they feel unhappy and depressed and so on, and they think, well, maybe, maybe just someone says to them, well, maybe you're trapped in the wrong body. And they think, well, maybe I really am a boy. I think it's incredibly important that they get professional help. But I also think that we should be allowed to pray with them. Um, I, I've, I've prayed with transgender people. I've prayed with homosexual people, as I've prayed with heterosexual and all, you know, all the other different things. Why, this, why we should be banned for this particular thing is really quite disturbing. And I think your listeners really need to ask what's going on here. Why is this one issue being signaled out? And I personally believe in a wider context, it's part of the attempt to dismantle the humanity that God made in the beginning, God made them male and female. And I think that ultimately it's demonic. Now, what I mean, I, let me put a caution on that because we started with um, the whole uh, demon possession thing. When I say demonic, what I mean is this, not that transgender people or others are individually demonic. That That's an absurd thing to say. But what I'm saying is, is what Paul says to Timothy is the teaching of demons. It's teaching that undermines God's good plan for his world and it's the devil who seeks to destroy and i think this teaching is very destructive as we've seen in many instances already 
So that's what we need to be aware of. It's because we love people and we care for people that we don't want them to drink the poison of this teaching. Loving and caring people uh, for people, even in the LGBT community. And I've said this a time or two and get your thoughts here, David, uh, to ordinary LGBT people and perhaps not activists. Activists uh, almost are our opponents. But to ordinary people within that LGBT community, Christians are your friends uh, because the law takes away, as you say, the choice of homosexual people to even do what they want to do uh, if they have an unwanted same-sex attraction. And it also prohibits people like doctors or counsellors from being able to tell the truth Uh, There is something here that, uh, in some sense, it's the Christian community. They're the only ones who are standing up for the LGBT community. A thought or two from that, because uh, running out of time, but what are your thoughts around that? Okay. Well, that's an interesting way to put it. I would say it this way. I know some LGBT activists who actually actually are my friends. Um, And what I would say is this. We disagree about many things, but I agree that they're made in the image of God, and I pray for them. Um, Incidentally, I've... Ask have just produced are producing a series of videos entitled Sydney Pride, which is addressed to LGBT people. We've looked at just two minute videos, looked at things like humility, the rainbow, love, and so on. We're looking at all of that. Um, what I would say is this: I would say again, isn't it fascinating that the conversion therapy that's been spoken of is all kind of one way? They don't mean converting or changing your gender by having medical intervention. Uh, they don't mean that they're going to ban people from uh, promoting various forms of sexuality other than the Christian perspective. So I, I think, I think it's, this is a really, probably a really good point, a really brilliant point you make, actually, in terms of that. I think we have to love all people even when we disagree with them, and we have to show them the better way. And I, and I think that, to me, that's, we're going to end up with a situation where my preaching the gospel in Sydney or in Scotland or wherever, is going to be shouted out as conversion therapy, and some people will want to ban it. Uh, I'll never stop preaching the gospel because the gospel is the good news for everyone, including LGBT people. Well, David Robertson, time has run out, but let me point listeners to the website ask.org.au. Now, the interesting thing about your website is not only do you have uh, all sorts of wonderful resources that are answering people's questions, but if someone wants to ask a question, they can do that, and uh, your promise is that you'll respond. Uh, So uh, get ready for an inundation of questions today because uh, the encouragement (laughs) is for listeners to visit ask.org.au. Keep David busy today and uh, ask those questions and connect with him at ask.org.au. Uh, David, great getting your insights. Thanks so much for sharing them with us today on 2020. Great. Good to be with you and enjoy the rest of your show. Enjoy the rocket science and everything else. (laughs) Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.